Welcome back, everyone, to Extra Life Podcast, the most controversial podcast in gaming. My name is Hattie, now with a fixed mic, and I'm joined by Surprise Element. The surprise element is me, Christian, which shouldn't Mm. be a surprise, but I am a surprise. Fun fact, I was a surprise to the family. Anyways, go about your day. Well, that's a lot to drop on the podcast. Um, so yeah, we're we're back uh, from our bite-sized break. It wasn't really bite-sized break. You guys got a podcast last episode. My mic's issues are fixed. I don't know what that was. It was weird. Uh, but they're fixed now. Um, ready to get right into this episode. We got a lot to talk about. And some more surprise elements ahead of us, if that's the show what this episode is about. But put that aside for right now. Let's talk about the games for the week. Or I guess the past two weeks, because we didn't talk about it on Bite Sized. Um, yes, sir. I'll start with the game that I said I was going to play. And then we can talk about the game that we both played. The same exact game for the first time in Extra Life history. So I said I was going to play uh, Assassin's Creed Rogue. Um, it, it was it was as bad as I thought it was going to be when going into <laughs> it. it. So they actually did one thing differently, and they had like these sections where like the entire world around you was collapsing and you just had to dodge shit, which is one of the coolest things I think in Assassin's Creed ever. One of the greatest things that Assassin's Creed has ever done. Um, however, everything else was abysmal. It was the same thing like Black Flag, uh, except this time I grinded harder and finally got my ship up to par. It was much shorter than Black Flag. It was it was a lot shorter, in fact. Even with the grinding and stuff. Um, I think I spent like only like four hours on the game, and I beat it. No problem. Um, wait, story... wait, 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 wait. You only played it for four hours and you beat it? Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Respect. Is, is, is that not supposed to be a thing? I didn't do any of the side missions or really any of the other things and just didn't stick to main story. And then if I saw a thing that I had to loot, I just did it and got all there. They increased, I'll say this, they increased the amount of loot you get from from each like thing. So it was much easier to upgrade stuff like your ships. Uh, they allowed you to upgrade your equipment this time, which was good, but I didn't need to do it because the hand-to-hand combat is is stupidly easy. Oh, Just wow. absurdly easy. Um, And that's about all I can say. The voice acting was abysmal. Uh, the story was not good. Uh, really, there was nothing good in this game besides those elements where like everything was collapsing because those were cool uh if i'm gonna move on quickly if i had to give this rating out of 10 i'd give this a three out of 10 oh okay this is officially the lowest score now okay that's bad it was doo-doo it was garbage Mm. that's bad absolutely bad so christian we both played a game this coming week came out did it come out last week came out uh last friday and if you want the exact date um was it it was the 19th yeah the 19th it came out 
It's a great game. It was well. Let's uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, it was Pokemon Diamond, Brilliant Diamond, and Brilliant Pearl. It's the same exact game, but we both played Brilliant Diamond. I think yes, it's Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl or whatever. It's like yeah, Heart it, Gold and Soul Silver, whatever. Who cares? Generation Four remakes. That is what we both played. Then it's it is the Gen Four remakes. Or I should yes. say D makes. But before we get to me, oh. let's 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 take it a Christian because before before I shit all over it. <laughs> yeah, before uh before we get into that, I did also say I was gonna play a different game as on top oh. of it. Oh. And uh that was Halo Infinite multiplayer. That's right, I forgot. Yes, and my God, let me tell you how much I absolutely love this game. <laughs> like, absolutely love this freaking game. So, to, to start it off, right, it, it's just the multiplayer. There's no story in it yet. That comes out, I think, sometime in December. We're getting the full release. Uh, so, it's just multiplayer. It released with all the maps, all the game modes, a very, very shitty but functioning battle pass. And we're also getting like, uh, I think it's going to be like weekly or possibly even like bi-weekly events or something. But yeah, it released in full and it released beautifully, like actually beautifully. Um, I think there was probably one time where I ran into a server issue. And I think that was honestly on my end. Like, I don't even think it was Halo's fault or 343's fault um yeah but uh so yeah the game is really balanced uh gunplay feels really crisp it feels nice uh it is supported on controller and mouse and keyboard but i've been sticking true to like the origins of halo and just been playing on controller ranked mode is surprisingly really balanced too uh so unlike other fps's where you can go in create a custom class choose your loadout and everything Everyone starts off the game with a battle rifle and two grenades. No abilities, no secondary, no nothing. It always starts like that, and when you die, when you respawn, same thing again. You get a BR and two grenades. So ranked is very, um, very balanced. Like, everything about it is just balanced. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, the only negative I have to say about this game, it, or a couple negatives, is uh, it, since it's still in a beta some of the walls literally are like Swiss cheese. Like you could be hiding and you you think you're in full cover and you're getting headshot. Like it, it's bad. <laughs> it, it's it's happened a couple times on like clutch moments for me, and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. But again, it's in a beta. And the second thing, and everyone's main problem with the game is this abysmal battle pass. It's so bad. Just uh, instead of getting super into it, the way it works, it's um challenged based instead of progression based so you got to do these challenges in order to progress and some of these challenges are absolutely fucking stupid but 343 said they are going to work on it and they have made an improvement where like every time you play a game you do get experience towards it now where before you just hey. only could do challenges yeah that that got released within like i think three or four days of the multiplayer being out they added that feature well, so they obviously want to make this game work so yeah so yeah it, it i mean it's it's halo multiplayer um if i'm gonna rate halo infinite multiplayer on a scale for me honestly it, it's a nine like it's so good i love it 
I can't really say anything bad about it. So we started off with the lowest score and then moved right into the highest score we've ever given a game. So that's great. We now have two top contestants. Now we have two lowest and highest. I will, though, reevaluate that when the campaign drops and then I get to fully immerse myself into the game. I will make an adjustment if needed, if I have to hire it, lower it, whatever. But just the multiplayer, it's a 9 for me. It's a 9. I love it. Well, there we go. Halo fans out there, you guys got your uh, filling, at least for right now, until the campaign comes out. Yes, sir. Uh, so, shall I let you go again? Because I don't want to start this game off with just garbage, <laughs> garbage flown at uh, the game. So let's just hear what you have to say. Fair enough. All right. Generation 4 remake, baby. Uh, we're back in Diamond and Pearl. And honestly... The Sinnoh region. Yes, the Sinnoh region. Absolutely love it. Um, I think I'm I'm like 20 hours into the game right now because I just... I, I always enjoy Pokemon games when I play them. I don't rush too much, so like I sit and enjoy. Like I'll go off and grind for a little bit if I have to. Before we, before we continue, actually, I just want to ask. Are you doing... So you're doing like a normal run of Pokemon? I'm doing Nuzlocke. I'm doing like a Nuzlocke run, so you're doing... Okay, yeah, so I'm currently doing a normal run, but not the typical way I would play a Pokemon game. And okay. the... Like, usually when I play a Pokemon game, I just, I run through it, I, I collect a few the Pokemon that I like and that I know work, and I just plow through the game so I can get to post-game content. This time around, I really wanted to, like, craft my team, so, like, I've actually been trying with the, the Pokemon that I have and actually catching them with good IVs, and I've been going in EV training everything, getting the right move sets and stuff like that. Like, I've actually been trying this time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So. But but I mean yeah I'm I'm about to face the eighth badge so I'm about to get the eighth badge and move on to the elite four so that's as far as I am in this game. Um, it's okay. it's a little it's a little weird I will say like the styling it's not everyone's cup of tea this whole chibi style it's it's weird. It's a little and weird. Yeah. One of my main gripes that it's like constantly annoying me is you can tell this game was not designed for 3d movement at all uh, oh if you i'll get into it i'll get into it <laughs> yeah so it's 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 not designed for 3d movement you can tell like it's very clunky you're, you're trying to like go somewhere and it's just not working out too well like it doesn't work in your favor at all uh, mm-hmm. um another thing that's kind of irking is this whole xp thing that's going on so ever since x and y we've pretty much had standard xp share in the game which you know instead of like switch training what you used to have to do or you know just playing as one pokemon and constantly training the one now it's experience shared so i think 75 percent of the xp goes to your main pokemon and then the other 25 is dispersed amongst the other ones mm-hmm. but the problem with that is is they also curved up the xp you earn so like it is a grind now like i'm talking you gotta sit and grind to gain these freaking levels and it is oh it's like mind-numbing at times absolutely mind-numbing okay uh can i jump in now before we each give our rating i don't know are you done with the 
evaluation because I just wanted to say something real quick. Because uh, before wanna... you say any negatives, there's one more positive I have to say about the game, okay. and it it looks gorgeous. It really does look gorgeous, even though the cheap. One. Yeah, even though the chibi style might not be for everyone, the game looks beautiful, and when you go into battles, it becomes normal, and it it just looks phenomenal. It looks great. I love it. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Uh, yeah, the game looks fantastic for uh, Gen 4. I mean, I didn't mind it in a 2D style. I, I loved playing it back then. Um, and I love playing it now. I'm doing a Nuzlocke. Basically, the gist of it, or like, guess the main thing, is that basically when your Pokemon faints, it's dead. You can't use it anymore. You gotta release it, chuck it away. Um, oh. So so it, it was so it's been fun because i've i've never done a nuzlocke before but i just wanted to play it with this game because i thought it'd be fun and i'm telling you i've been so lucky with the the type of stuff because like i think there's there's also like a cap on what you can get like i think you got like the first pokemon that spawns in each area so like if pokemon doesn't spawn in an area and you see another pokemon you can't get it uh mm. but so I've actually have like a super overpowered team. I think I got like Gardevoir, uh, my starter Infernape still. Um, I have a Haunter because I haven't traded for a Gengar yet. Nice, uh, nice. Um, I do, I do have a Gengar on my team because I have a buddy who has Pearl, so I have a Gengar. So and then I also got um, who else? Do I got I got a Gyarados, who is super dope. You um, disgust me. What is wrong with you? Gyarados is such a good Pokemon. It is, but it's so cheesy to use a Gyarados in a playthrough. But I, I get it because it's a Nuzlocke, so like your Pokemon are very limited to begin with. Yeah. No, it, it, it is. It's a great Mon. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's a great one. But like, oh I love man. Gyarados. <laughs> Especially a red Gyarados. Man, if I got into shiny Gyarados, that that would have been my my dream date. And I think, who else do I got? Uh, and I also got a Scyther as well. Nice. I rocked a Scyther for a while, and then I realized why bug Pokemon are literally bug tier and they suck. <laughs> but like, I don't. Have, I only the only bug Pokemon thing I have is like the big greatest bug uh, move out there. It's X X Scissor, the best okay. move out there. So that's the only one I have on him. Everything else, it's either flying. I think I have a Dark type on him. He can learn so many moves. That's why Scyther's such a beast. So there's he is, but like, just uh, bug Pokemon, man. They, uh, we're not getting into it. I, I don't want to get fully into it, but oh uh, man, I, I love slash hate bug Pokemon. Uh, so here's the things I have to say about this game that are not so great. Uh, if you have been following my Twitter yesterday night, or I should say, whatever this releases on Sunday night, you have been following my Twitter. I tweeted that I was stuck. And that's not true. I mean, I mean, that, I mean that is 100% true. I was stuck. I couldn't move at all. Uh, I tried going underground. I got stuck in between, or behind, I should say, two NPCs who were a skunk tank, like a wild, well, not a wild one, but like, you know how NPCs have like Pokemon that just kind of chitter chatter back and forth? Yeah, just yeah, I know. Do through stuff. That skunk tank pushed me behind them. First of all, I don't know why they would have a space behind them unless it was to trap, like, other people. <laughs> it's just, like, purposely. But I was basically softlocked. And apparently that's not the only softlock out there. Luckily I was able to get out because my friend had an Abra 
who had teleport, which I could just teleport to the Pokemon Center, which that 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 was great. But if I didn't have that, I would have been soft locked. I would have had to restart my entire game, which would have sucked. I would have I would have thrown a fit. Um, I would have been very very sad. Uh, apparently, there's other ones that like where you can't even use that because they're indoors. They're indoors soft locks. Oh, I don't okay. I don't understand why they they have they not debug this game back and forth. I'm assuming no, because there's stuff like this and it's not like this is like uncommon. And I'm the only one this has happened to. Obviously, I'm not because like, other people are out there like saying like, what the hell? Why am I? Why can't I move? I'm stuck behind these two NPCs who can't and I can't get up. I need Step Bro to come in and take me out behind these two <laughs> two NPCs. Anyway, that's what I have to say about that. But that 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 really irked me that they that they would leave that in. Um, another yeah, thing. Yeah, I can I can see why that bothered you. Yeah, it's it's it sucks because like I don't know. Uh, another thing um that I wanted to talk about is the uh the uh, underground bits. Um, I think that they did those fantastically. Uh, this, this is not a negative thing. This is just a thing. I want to talk about their underground portion and also their safari zone. I don't remember their safari zone being like that. Because I remember it just being like a normal safari zone where you take out your Pokemon, battle them, and take Pokemon. But this time, it's just you versus the Pokemon. Like, so you gotta, like, do different things to like distract the Pokemon and get the Pokemon in the Safari Zone, and also the underground has like these big areas. I don't remember any of this being a thing in the in the original game. It could have been. No, the underground was added for uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. That's a new feature. A completely new feature. Okay, so mm -hmm. I was at least right by about that. Uh, yeah. But I, however, I do want to say fossil Pokemon are absurd to get. I've spent like eight hours down there. No joke, eight hours just been trying to grind. I've gotten one fossil. I have like fifteen fossils right now, dude. How do you have fifteen fossils, you lucky son of a bitch? Dude, so like the best way to go into the underground is always go into it online. And this way when you're online and with other people as well. Other people are collecting those Diglets and Doug Trios. So when the bar goes up to 40, everything you mine becomes lucky. So like you just go find a spot and you get all the good stuff. Like you get the shiny boxes and you can get the fossils <laughs> that so way too. so stupid. The shiny right. boxes are so annoying because like I don't care about cosmetic stuff in my secret hideout. Well, they're not cosmetic. So like they, the statues actually provide a buff so you can get a certain type more than others. So like if you're like... Let's say you're trying to get like a really good ghastly, right? Like you want a nice IV ghastly. You want it to be good. You want to get a good nature. You put a bunch of ghost statues in your den, and then you're most likely going to get ghost type Pokemon. So you run into more ghastly as opposed to like the spawn rate of the original ones. Wow. So like there is like a weird meta to it. But uh, I feel one like... thing I want to add, one thing I want to add really quick to the underground is mm -hmm. I found early on in the underground there's a really good way to farm xp and for some ungodly reason it's when you fight quagsire in the underground and it gives you like 18 fucking 100 xp upon killing it so if well, you need to grind well also i noticed on the underground that it matches your level which yes that too 
constantly matching your level, which typically like an area just matches your level and then it just stays that level for it, whatever, for, for the rest of the game. This constantly matches your level. Like it'll constantly be what if you're like 30, it'll be like two lower. So it is good to like, even if like you're doing a Nuzlocke, I guess you can kind of cheat and say that each big area is, is different. I didn't. That's I true. got the first thing I saw, which was a Scyther, which by the way, I just want to say it took out both my Abra and also my, my Zubat, by the way, that, that oh. effing uh, Scyther just, just absolutely destroyed my entire team. I was so upset. But I named him Dom because he absolutely dominated my team. Respect. Respect yeah. on the name. <laughs> this is, it's just, I was so upset. But anyways, I give it 6 out of 10. Just because there are so many softlocks. And I cannot imagine restarting the game at like 7th or even at the Elite 4. And just saying, hey, you gotta start over. You don't get to continue. That is heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. Okay, uh, not not a bad rating for me personally for Diamond. I'm gonna give it a seven, and the reason I'm only giving it one extra point is because like I haven't ran into any of those soft lock problems, so like my playthrough has been really smooth. Uh, the reason I'm not gonna put it any higher though is because one the 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 controls are clunky, so like that that does get very okay. annoying very That's quickly. That's a real reason. Yeah, very clunky controls. Uh, although the chibi style might be for everyone, it's a hundred percent not for me. Like, I I don't mind it, but I also don't like it. And yeah, that's probably it. Oh, and and the XP, the XP curve sucks. So if they fix that, I never that, noticed I it. Get... I never noticed it. I don't know why. You're gonna it's... start noticing it now because I mentioned it. Right <laughs> now. I thought they were giving yeah. us more XP. They were just being very generous on the XP. I don't know. Maybe it is because I'm progressing very slowly. I didn't notice that, like, I'm only level 36. Oh, yeah, I'm in, like, the mid-50s right now. Like, I I'm I'm up there. But I don't think that's a bad thing. Because sometimes I, like, I, I level up to, like, level 100, and then that's it. That's the game. Like, I oh, feel like God. this this gives you more of a reason to continue playing after you finish base game. That not... Yeah, but there is there is quite a lot of post game in this one, so it does give okay. you a reason to continue playing the game. Well, so, that's so then cool. then that's what I'm saying. Like you still have a reason after even upon the other post game stuff. That's true. So anyway, that's gonna be us for for our game review. Uh, so let's move on to our next segment, a segment loved by all, um, and that is the gaming news. Yes, sir. Uh, last week, we talked about a very, very, very sad topic, and we have some more news to share with you about it following the lawsuit of Activision Blizzard and also the Wall Street Journal article stating that Bobby Kotick knew about all of the sexual harassment uh, things that have been going on through the entire company, as well as the board defending him. Well, let's say that it has not been better since then. Uh, since nope. then, Bobby Kotick has made a, uh, a uh, message saying that if he cannot 
fix the issues in a timely manner, he will step down. Which, fuck you, by the way, because you don't yeah, get that's... to say... <sighs> that's such a stupid thing to say, because it is the issues that you caused. You don't get to say, if I don't get to fix it in a timely manner, that's basically saying, hey, I'm just going to wait this out and until people forget about it, uh, I'm, I'm not going to step down regardless. I'm, I'm just not going to step down, and I'll just wait till people forget about it, which we're not going to forget about it, because this lawsuit is still ongoing. I don't know what he thinks nah. is going to happen. Even and after like, the issues are fixed, we're still going to want him gone. Oh, 100%. And, like, another thing, too, like, that pissed me off, like, how he said, like, oh, if I can't fix it in a timely manner bullshit, like, what, what's a timely manner to you? Like, <laughs> it, it better be within a month. It, it should be within a month because that 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 seems like a good manner. Anything more than that, dude, like you gotta go. And like knowing him, though, it's gonna be like you know a at least six month to a year, you know, time frame. We're talking here. Yeah, uh, I just and their stocks are showing it. They are down to fifty eight dollars. Jesus Christ! And I was taking a look at their at their stocks in six months. They were at a hundred dollars six months ago. Since then, it's just been slowly going uh, down, down, down into the dumps. Uh, and it just has not been great for them. Yeah. Ever. And on top of that, too, so uh, we talked about it in the uh, bite-sized episode where Microsoft made a statement. So after we released that, Sony and Nintendo both made statements saying, like, this is this is disgusting. Like, now... All of the major guys, all, all of the major guys here are saying, like, hey, this is actually an issue. Like, we got to reevaluate everything with them. So, it, it, like, at this, this point, this isn't something that's going to get swept under the rug. No, it's not. It's, not. It, it's turned into a major issue. And I don't know what the board is thinking. It's only going to destroy their company. If they want to mm-hmm. fall with Bobby Kotick, that is on them. And I'll gladly let them fall. But, like, I'm just saying don't want to go that route no matter how successful your games are your stocks and your performance is going to reflect on that and you are going to constantly be losing money for whatever project you do in the future until bobby kotick's name is removed from the company yes agreed anyway let's move on from that um and also glad that a lot of people are standing in solidarity with uh, the employees and victims, by the way. And we as well. I think I signed a petition to, to remove Bobby Kotick. I know it won't do anything, but it's the message that counts, all right? Oh, it's yeah, really I, a... I signed that as well. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. So, thank God. Uh, on more lighthearted news, Smash Bros. Esports is now an official esports. Let's uh, fucking go, baby! Uh, they partnered with Panda Global to bring Smash Circuit to North America in 2022. Oh, when I saw that, I was super hyped about it. Like, finally, the Smash scene is getting proper, like, spotlight now, and it's beautiful. I'm very happy. I'm very happy. Uh, I feel like a lot of Smash players and, spend a lot of and time. And Nintendo's backing this, too. Yeah, Nintendo, well, Nintendo has to. Otherwise, they're going to do a, another free Melee-type deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, they're going to have the free Ultimate. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I think that this is great. I think a lot of Smash players put a lot of time and effort into their their skills. So I think this is a really good change for them that they are now being recognized as big big players to the esport uh, crew. Um, yeah, that's all I really have to say about that. Christian, want to take away with this next one? Sure. So in a very weird like kind of acquirement but uh epic games they actually acquired harmonex which people might know them from the rock band series and dance central so that that was kind of like i can't, a... I can't wait until rock band pc comes and then just <laughs> you have to buy the separate trip set or you have to buy the, the separate guitar i'm sure someone i'm sure a lot of people still have their old guitar from when they played rock band tour guitar hero oh, dude when so when i got rock band three i think it was i went all out on it so i got like the drum set then i got the cymbal expansion for it too and the double bass pedal like i was like i was that kid i was that kid when rock band was big i was i was so into rock band uh uh kind of a embarrassing story but uh, when i was younger i used to do like concerts with me and my brother and a close family friend with everyone in the house where we would just play Respect. the same song uh same song over and over again and i would be on the drums and it was it was oh, great it was so I, much fun it that's just so be, much respect it, it, was, it was a lot of fun uh so another weird update dead cells big update will include weapons skills and skills skins from numerous indie games such as Hollow Knight, Blasphemous, Hyperlight Drifter, Guacamelee, Skull, and Curse of the Dead Gods. So we have to that to look forward to as well. I'm a big Hyperlight Drifter and Hollow Knight fan, so I'm pretty excited about that. I played Yeah, that was a uh... That was an update that caught me off guard too because you know we, we've actually talked about this type of game in the first episode with hades and i i mentioned dead cells and then like after seeing this news i was like oh wow okay this is kind of big and then they're like Imagine yeah we're if they gonna... added hades content that would have been oh that would have been hilarious but then like they were like yeah we're gonna add all these things from like indie games I was like, oh shit, we were literally just talking about how indie games need more spotlight, and then boom, yeah. this comes out. So oh, it's 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 weird, weird table of events here. Yeah. But, uh, uh, so I, I read that and it was really cool. I think that's super cool as well. Dead Souls is a game loved by a lot of people. So are like these following franchises, um such as like Hyperlight Drifter or um Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight I knew is really uh really really big um but yeah i i'm excited to see where that goes um i played dead cells a couple of times but maybe i'll get into it more um as time goes on and they add more and more stuff okay well i know short but that's gonna be it for the news segment for this week um tune in next week for more more gaming news actually not next week in two weeks weeks uh yes, typically sir. it's bi-weekly but we we did the bite size but now it's gonna go back to bites uh, i mean normal normal unless something crazy happens like bobby Kotick steps down but even if that happens and um, we're not gonna do it for two weeks 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about what we're, we're going to talk about this this uh, podcast. Uh, I mentioned in the beginning about surprise mechanics, and that's a good way uh, for EA to say loot boxes. Loot boxes in games. Are they good? No, but they're there, and it's terrorizing everyone. Um... More specifically, we're going to talk about microtransactions, which it can be loot boxes as well. Uh, so, microtransactions are basically just like little, little uh, like transactions in the games that, uh, whether they be pay to win or even just cosmetic, they're just there to just simply make more money for the game. And sometimes they're really good. They're like good uses because. Either they're in the game and they don't have the money to market it. But let's say for games like um, Fortnite, that that just makes a shit ton of money for for a lot of people, and it and it preys on children most most of the time. It preys on children so that they either steal someone's credit card or whatever. So some of the good microtransactions that I can think about, like I was saying before, uh, with like um, indie games. I know a couple indie games have definitely had microtransactions within them. Can you name a couple of them, Christian? I mean, yeah. So, so some of the good ones are like when it's just like purely cosmetic stuff, you know, like, you know, the game like Hattie was saying, if it's like an indie game, they're they're adding new skins or something like that's cool. Like I'll chip in the two, three dollars. Go ahead and buy it. Not a big deal. Or even if they're like add ons to a game, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be an indie game. But it could be like, you know, one of more of your favorite game, you know, maybe it's like six months to a year down the line in the mm -hmm. game. And they're like, hey, we're going to add this little thing. And, you know, it's going to be like five bucks. Perfectly fine with me. Perfectly fine. Uh, with me. Warframe is another good one that comes to mind. Like, even though it's like content, like you can also grind for it. So it's not like it's and I have fun doing either way. So like it, I really don't really, really doesn't bother me. I'm a big Warframe guy, uh, but sometimes I did buy frames to uh, to skip the grind process, which I think is fine. I think it's it's like I think like each Warframe is like only like five bucks. That's not bad. Um, yeah, but see, the good thing about with that game in specific is like you can play the game and you'll earn it. Yeah, like you, can, you, 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 don't, you don't have to buy it you know you don't no. have to buy these things you, you'll just earn them do in due time you'll get them so uh, that's okay uh so let's go over the the reason why microtransactions are bad also known as ea games ea games <sighs> have notoriously misused and mistreated games i know it's not on here but one of the earliest things that i can remember about ea and the reason why like the lawsuit was brought up uh it's just like i think it was like the slot machine where it was like literally like gambling you were literally gambling for in-game currency uh which which is absurd like you would play a slot machine and it would literally just give you like in-game currency or it would give you a cosmetic but you don't know what you were gonna get 
that's the thing. You're paying like five bucks and you would have to keep paying five bucks and five bucks and five bucks and five bucks until you would get what you want. And it would always be probably the rarest thing. So it would probably cost you closer to like $185 because I don't know if you knew this, but they can code whether or not you get it or not. And they can obviously code if like if it's really easy to get it or really, really, really difficult. It doesn't matter how much in like real life money you spend it'll keep accumulating and accumulating and accumulating and most of these things are targeted towards once again the younger audience so i think eve was sued for that but nothing even like i don't think a lot came of that besides one country i think china banned loot boxes if i'm not mistaken or um so china didn't ban loot boxes but um Let's see. Uh, they imposed a law where now developers, they have to provide you with the odds of winning stuff. So like they have to be fully transparent with these rates. So like, let's say it goes into like four different tiers, right? You got like bronze, silver, gold, diamond, right? It, they have to tell you the percentage of, okay, you have a 75% chance of getting this bronze, which obviously no one wants it because it's going to be the shittiest. And they're gonna be like, oh, but you only have a two percent chance of getting this diamond thing. So like, they have to be full transparent with it now. The thing that EA does all the time, and no one—I mean, everyone calls them out on their bullshit. But none of not, none of the U.S. government calls them out on their bullshit, which we should, by the way. Because Siri, it's like a lot of the times the parents are don't know what like kids are buying. They could be buying like hundreds of dollars <laughs> worth of like loot box stuff. Yeah, and, like, to continue on with, like, the EA hate, because, like, let's be real, we all hate EA, so it's okay to bash them. Yeah. Uh, two I think things. every episode, I think every episode we've, we've shit on EA, which is oh, completely 100%. fine with me. Completely yeah. fine with me, I hate EA. <laughs> Fuck EA. <laughs> yeah, so there's, there's two things with them. So the first one is I actually want to talk about uh, The Sims, and it's going to be in a negative way unfortunately okay so the way ea actually made a lot of their money with the sims is these dlc packs you have to buy for it and i know we mentioned before where add-ons are okay but let, let's put this in perspective uh the sims 4 right upon release 60 dollar games right or 60 dollar game Right. When it released, there was already like four or five DLCs you had to buy to to enjoy the game. Everything that came staple in The Sims 3, like swimming pools, um, you know, different types of furniture and stuff are all added DLC you had to buy. Bullshit. Like, get that <laughs> yeah. out of my face. It's clearly in the game and you just want people to pay for it. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's, it, that's, it's that's trash. what it is. So, that's like, good. I don't... Someone did the math for The Sims 4, and I think to to fully enjoy the game, if you purchased everything, including game and all the DLC, you're looking at $700 for oh everything. Oh my god! Are you kidding me? Just for The Sims 4. Now imagine <laughs> you were like a hardcore Sims 3 player, so you probably already spent the $700 in Sims 3, and now you're <laughs> spending another $700 in The Sims 4. Oh, can you guys just send me send me the money instead, and I'll 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 get you I'll get, I'll get you like a nice like bite to eat. Like you can have like a you can <sighs> have like a filet mignon with like gold wrapped around it at that that rate. I mean, Jesus yeah. Christ, you're dropping $700 dollars on a game 
which is absurd yeah. to think about. And it's absurd that EA thinks that people will do it. And the small margin of people that do it are obviously what, what EA is looking for. They're trying to prey on those who are, like, weak to, like, we're quick to buy things. It's very predatory. That's that's what that's that's what that whole marketing thing is. It's very very predatory. Um, uh, more loot backs, uh, loot box uh, ban slash law. Belgium and Netherlands declared them illegal outright. Can't can't put them in the games. Uh, yeah, it's UK, fully fully banned. UK is following that trend. They've had a couple lawsuits on EA itself. Where they brought them into court, uh, they brought them into their Supreme Court and been like trying on them. That's where the whole I think surprise mechanics thing came out. They're not, they're not, they're not microtrans. They're not loot boxes. They're surprise mechanics. That's what they are. Which is ah. the most absurd thing that they could have pulled out of their ass. They're, that lawyer just like you should have saw her face when she said it. She looked disappointed in herself because EA totally told her to uh, say it. Surprised yeah, and no, it was what a fucking uh, ridiculous. Um, it was bad. It was it was real bad. And then so again, continuing on this EA train because that seems what we like to do on this podcast. Yeah. Um. So surprisingly, these um, I get like these microtransactions with EA. Uh, they go back to FIFA 2009, I think, either 09 or 08, with the introduction of this thing called Ultimate Team, which all major sports games have now. For hockey, it's called HUT, which is Hockey Ultimate Team. FIFA, you got, uh, I think it's just FUT, with right. funny acronym. Uh, NBA has it, MLB yeah. has it, and I'm pretty sure Madden, I don't know. But... Like, you can play the game and you can earn credits, like the in-game credits, to purchase yep. these packs and continuously build your team to get better and better. Right. Or, you know, you can legit just drop hundreds of dollars on these completely random packs and then just pray that you're going to get something good. So you can spend like $100 and get shit. And it's like, people do this. And they continuously do this. And it sucks. Because it's like people who just want to play the game and get the in-store credits, whatever, and just like play the game casually, they get curb stomped, they can't earn everything, and then they're forced to purchase these packs with their actual money. Like, there's no longer a casual play in this any longer. It's like you're forced from the beginning. And with like NHL 21, I bought, I bought it last year, I didn't buy the new one because fuck EA. As soon as you load up the game, they immediately bring you to Hockey Ultimate Team. And they're like, hey, do you want to purchase a starter pack? And I'm like, dude, get the fuck out of my face with this shit. No, I'm not purchasing a starter pack. <laughs> fuck out of here. So funny. Um, but like, this is the lengths they go to. Like, at the moment you boot up the game, they throw you into it so you can purchase a pack. It, it's disgusting. It's, it's disgusting because it, it obviously preys on children who, like, don't understand the the cons or the value i guess of money yet we were all we were all there at some point even now i'm irresponsible with money but even to spend like that five dollars upon five dollars upon five dollars it's gonna add up after a while especially for those who are in poorer poorer families for those who can't afford the best or nicest 
things in, in, in those packs. Let's take Call of Duty, for example. Uh, oh, from, oh, man. From Advanced Warfare up until Call of Duty World War II, it had loot boxes that include game-changing guns, which were better than the regular in-game guns. That's obviously predatory. People are obviously gonna buy those guns. I don't know what they think. I mean, obviously they know what they're doing because they want people to buy them. But, like, obviously people are going to get pissed at that because people who can't afford these these more or, like, he can't buy, like, these microtransactions after microtransaction after loot box after loot box after loot box, obviously he, not everyone can buy that. Depending on yeah, any price. It was, it was really bad. Like, that was a really bad, like, era to be a Call of Duty player. Because, like, if you were a casual... You, you could, by chance, earn them, like, just by playing the game and getting your loot boxes that way. But you know these people are putting, like, hundreds of dollars to buy these things and to be better at the game because th they have nothing better to do with their lives other than be better right. at COD than everyone. And right. it's, like, it's so stupid because, like, literally it's the same gun, but it has a slightly better modification to it. And now you're just, like, wrecking havoc upon the game. And then it goes into a huge balancing issue, and then now no one's having fun. Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, it's obviously predatory. That's 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 the whole thing with loot boxes that they prey on those who who want to be better at the game, yeah. even if it is cosmetic. Like, like I think like a lot of times, like people, those who are like good at better at the game, they want to buy. Oh, I got this cosmetic, so I could dance on your corpse. So when when you die. Sure, those are harmless at first, but like it's when we start getting into loot boxes where you have to start rolling for for specific stuff, a lot of money is gonna add up. And I know a lot of times it seems uh, logical for the companies, but for the game players, we don't want to see that because those who don't have the money to buy certain things uh, can buy like a like a, like a triple A title once every so often. And that's the AAA title they're going with. Like, it's it's obviously gonna suck for them. Uh, some of like the worser instances uh, of of these loot boxes, which is Star Wars Battlefront Two, Overwatch, CS:GO had a big problem. Apex Legends, um, like I'm trying to think of other yeah, ones. it was. But I. It was it was bad. Like so with Overwatches, it's like. It was pretty bad because there is a lot of cosmetics in this game. I mean, from I'm a day one Overwatch player, and even at day one, there was a mind like mind numbingly so many things for each freaking hero. It was disgusting. And like, it's not just cosmetics, it's cosmetics, it's emotes, it's um, uh, what is it? It's like uh, end of battle emotes, whatever. It's a banner, it's sprays, it's this, it's that. And it's like a hundred plus for each character. And the only way to get this in the game is through loot boxes. That's it. And you get one loot box every time you level up in the game. Or here's a hundred bucks. Give me a hundred loot boxes, you know? And it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, CSGO had a big problem where like, like a lot of people were doing. You guys, do you remember that uh, lottery system? What was the one that got that YouTuber in trouble? Was it like so? I don't remember the name, but I know the YouTuber was Syndicate. I do remember the YouTuber. Okay, 
So, anyways, like, there was, like, a huge problem with the CSGO stuff, where, like, the knives were worth, like, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. So, like, 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 of, like, so, basically, Steam has a store where you could sell certain things from a game to get in-store credit, so you can buy other games from Steam. That's how Steam works. I mean, that's not, typically, a lot of the time, it's, like, two, two cent, like, packs of stickers that you can, like, sell if you were like two cents off from a game or whatever whatever they want but like csgo had this thing where you could like buy so they would buy the keys so the keys were worth like 10 each like when like they came out sometimes even more like the the, the keys are really really expensive I remember because I rolled a couple of few uh, crates. Like I remember, I was part of that big craze where like, oh, they're so cool. Thank Thankfully, I wasn't big into CS:GO, so I didn't like fall for that. But I feel the pain from being an Overwatch player. So like, like I totally understand that pain. So, and I don't think I ever got anything good. I think, <laughs> like, I think I got a, a purple at most, which is like the second tier up from blue. Uh, but I, I just think it was obviously, I was like, I was a kid. I obviously, I obviously took like my mom's credit card with, with her permission, by the way, I would never, I would never like steal it. But like, I, um, I took it and I, I would be like, I would be like, man, I really want to, want to get this. But obviously I would trigger into thinking that. So obviously it's predatory towards kids. Kids are gonna see these content creators. Obviously, it's all, it's the result of the content creators' fault. They also have some fault at that because like they're showing, oh man, they have this younger audience where obviously they might be fall more victim to this. They they obviously gotta state that, but it's obviously a fault for the game because they're they're tricking the kids into buying this stuff. It's it's like they they make them think, oh man, it's just it's just this free money where they can just sell it and get more money. But that's obviously not how it works. It's not like stocks where it, it appreciates over time. It's it's more like, um, hey, you might get a chance of this, but most likely you're not. You're gonna have to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on this. Yeah, it, it was just and and like another thing too with like the whole um, like YouTubers and streamers and stuff. They like. You, you'll watch them purchase like hundreds and hundreds of dollars of these boxes and stuff. And like, obviously for them, it's no big deal. But to a kid seeing, seeing them do that, they're like, oh, well, I can do that too. And, you know, most of the time with like PlayStation and Xbox, you have to have a credit card on file so you can get like your uh, Xbox Live or your Sony PlayStation Plus, whatever. Like there's a credit card on file. So it's not that hard to just click purchase like it's not hard to click a a couple times and they don't obviously they're not gonna have any repercussions but then their parents at the end of the month they're gonna be like hey why do i have a 500 dollars card from xbox live you know it's like what the hell are they doing with this yeah so, I, so I mean, it just it just tricks the kids into thinking like this is okay like it's not it's not a big deal it's just in-game stuff so like it, it's okay to just purchase this stuff and it's not it sucks it does suck. Uh, I completely agree with that sentiment and all. Uh, final thoughts on microtransactions? They're shit. They're shit.
shit. They shouldn't be in games. Even even for the good instances, we were we were really we are really struggling to to get good instances. Warframe is a very much exception because you can really just grind to get the the stuff. But that's the only exception. If you can get it legit, but not like a million times harder uh, than getting it, then well, obviously it's gonna be harder to just get it than buy it. But like if it's if it's not impossibly hard to get the actual item, then it it should be fine. But other than that, I think that, that microtransactions and most specifically loot boxes, loot boxes are never okay. Never put a loot box in your game because it's gonna piss off a lot of people. Uh, other than that, I think that they should be fine. Yeah, I mean, my my final thoughts are are pretty much the same. Like, I just I don't like the idea of the microtransaction in games, especially loot boxes. Like, it's just dumb. Um, we stated earlier, like I'm okay with these small purchases and like when they release only like one or two of them. And they add a crap ton of content to the game. And like, I'm talking like, like I said, you know, game comes out a year later, they add something and it's like five bucks. I'm okay with those kind of microtransactions. I'm not okay with what's what's been going on recently and how like every other week or every month they expect you to put money into their game. That I'm not okay with. And I just, I don't think this should be the model going forward for video games. It shouldn't. I completely agree. Well, uh, we're going to start winding it down with the game that we're going to be playing for the week. This week, I'm going to be playing a game based on a movie that I just watched recently. Uh, I just recently watched Ghostbusters Afterlife, and I, I don't know why I was reinvigorated to play the Ghostbusters game, because I remembered how much fun it was. Luckily, the Switch has a port for it, so I'm going to be playing that for the week. Excited to see how... It, fared up for what I played it when I was like, I don't think I was like eight years old when I played it originally back on the Xbox 360. It is, I remember having so much fun with it, but we'll see. Christian, right, your game? So for me, I'm going to be playing something a little bit different. Like, I don't think many people know about this, but it's a wonderful game called Samurai Warriors 5. Uh, it's part of the long-standing Warriors franchise made by uh, Koei Temko and Wu Force or W Force. It's a fantastic hack and slash. Uh, this came out a few months ago. I purchased it and just never played it, but I feel like now is a good time to play it. So after we finish playing Pokemon, which will be never. So That's thank true. you, <laughs> thank you for watching, uh, listening to this episode of the Extra Life Podcasts. If you like what you heard, give us like a follow on whatever uh, platform you're listening to us on. I don't know what I'm doing this weird intro thing. Also, give us a follow on Twitter to get constantly notified on different things that we're doing. Uh, Christian, any final words? Play more Pokemon. Play more Pokemon. <laughs> Thanks, guys, and we'll see you later. Later, everyone.